0: Hello, and welcome to Quick Charge by Electrek. I'm Mikey G, and it's Monday, November 7th. Tesla applied for a basic international telecommunications service license with the Canadian Radio, Television, and Telecommunications Commission. If approved, it would technically allow Tesla to become a telecommunications reseller service in Canada. In the application, Tesla noted that it plans to offer, quote, machine-to-machine cellular data in vehicle. Now this move could be for back-end data needs or for front-end services such as the growing connectivity features in Tesla vehicles of movies and games. Elon Musk recently said that SpaceX's Starlink internet satellite would offer connectivity to Tesla vehicles in the future. Starlink recently launched its service for moving vehicles and it looks like Tesla could adopt the technology instead of relying on regular cellular data connections. Elon Musk's Boring Company announced that it has started testing its full-scale hyper-speed hyperloop transportation system. But there's a little caveat. Back in 2013, Elon Musk released a white paper describing what he called the hyperloop, a new mode of transportation consisting of building a near-hard vacuum environment in a tunnel or tube in order to move a vehicle at high speed more efficiently inside. Until now, the company's public-facing projects have consisted of manually driving cars in an underground tunnel. But now the Boring Company has announced over the weekend that they have started testing its first, quote, full-scale Hyperloop. They shared two images of a Tesla vehicle entering a small tunnel somewhere. The company didn't confirm where this new Hyperloop test is being located, but it looks like it could be in Texas based on the skyline. The Boring Company has a piece of land near Austin where it has concluded some testing. Given that the images show a regular Tesla car instead of a custom pod, and also that they do not mention changing air pressure within this test, we're left to wonder how this is going to look when it finally reaches the scale that was intended. Zola Electric, a Tesla-backed company providing energy to remote African villages through solar and batteries, has announced the deployment of a new microgrid system that is powering 1,000 homes, schools, and businesses in two villages in Rwanda. Zola's approach is similar to Tesla Energy with Powerwalls and solar power, but they utilize much smaller battery packs and solar panel systems to reduce the cost of deployment in power-impoverished communities. Over the last few years, the company has managed to grow pretty fast, and now has deployed battery systems and solar panels that power, quote, over 1.5 million people, and more than 300,000 homes and businesses. Now, today, Zola announced that it has deployed its Infinity system to power a new mini-grid in two villages. Interestingly, Elon Musk predicted back in 2016 that some developing countries would skip the traditional grid altogether and go straight to a microgrid. And now, here we are. Honda has released two concept uh, machines, not exactly vehicles, aimed at autonomous driving. One is a fully enclosed golf cart-esque microcar that has a steering wheel and a driver's seat, and the other is like, well, Honda describes it as a micro-mobility robot that follows its users by remembering, recognizing distinctive characteristics. It appears to be a small shelf that can follow a user at a very slow pace. Slower than walking, it looks like. Strangely, these two items are not compatible since the rolling shelf appears to be too heavy to lift into a golf cart. Lamborghini CEO Stefan Winkelmann says Lamborghini will release only hybrid electric and plug-in hybrid vehicles as they progress towards a pure electric model. That pure electric is set to be unveiled in the year 2028. Lamborghini is spending $1.8 billion on a four-year electrification transformation, which includes a few fan-favorite Lamborghini models that will become hybrids or plug-ins for the time being. While many automakers have used hybrids to a bridge to the fully electric landscape, Lamborghini is doing this same method, and they plan to keep hybrids, quote, as long as possible. According to an interview with Auto Express, Lamborghini's chief suggests that synthetic fuels may play a role in what he said, keeping Lamborghini alive. Now, in an uncharacteristic move, the CEO mentioned Lamborghini's first electric model will not replace a current model, but instead be a, quote, fourth model which will be more daily usable. This means a 2 plus 2, two-door car with more ground clearance. Hmm. In January, Mercedes-Benz revealed a camper version of the EQV electric van, and now they are teasing a new near-series fully electric small camper van complete with a flexible bed and kitchen unit. Although Mercedes didn't release any powertrain details, they did note that the EQT electric camper will be based on the small van T-Class. Mercedes says that because of the batteries installed in the underbody, it will offer nearly the same interior practicality as the T-Class models. The full details will be debuted in the second half of 2023. A new bill introduced into the U.S. Congress called the Affordable Electric Vehicles for America Act would essentially be including all EVs in the new U.S. tax credit of $7,500 if it passes, of course. The bill would establish a phase-in period for battery sourcing and manufacturing requirements that were introduced in the Inflation Reduction Act. Several representatives for companies and countries have voiced their objections to the Inflation Reduction Act, citing exclusionary tax benefits for currently operating manufacturing capabilities. And this new bill would address that. Companies have begun investing in plants in the USA, however, these facilities will take some time to become operational. If indeed every vehicle would qualify under the tax credit if this were passed, it could open up to Tesla, which has been clearly cut out of the full tax credit, which will begin in 2023. (music) The European Union Internal Market Commissioner Thierry Brenton is publicly urging automakers to consider continuing internal combustion engine vehicle production over fears of lost jobs and a future in which middle-class consumers can't afford EVs. While Thierry Brenton does not speak for the entire EU Commission, just over a week ago the European Union Commission, of which Brenton is also a member, signed an official ban on new combustion engine vehicles by 2035. Uh, Automakers around the world, in European markets and beyond, have already begun to follow the lead of their respective governments, and are vowing to go all-electric over the next 15 to 10 years with hopes of significantly reducing carbon emissions and stabilizing energy needs. So I'm not entirely sure what this is all about. Brenton's argument about remaining an export force for internal combustion engine vehicles is a bit of a head-scratcher, as major markets like North America and Asia have set similar dates for internal combustion engine sales stops. Perhaps the internal combustion engine car will become a hot potato, being passed from European production to American sales where it might be sent back from a lack of sales. Okay, it is opinion time. I worry about that bill being passed that's proposed to let nearly any electric car qualify for the federal tax credit. I'm glad that it has a work-in period, and I think that it sounds fair for companies like Hyundai that have already committed to invest in production in the USA. However, I worry because it sounds a lot like a warning that I heard from Ralph Nader, who, in so few words, said that it's a common practice for car companies to oppose a new law, say they can't do it in time, push it back, get exceptions, and go on with business as usual as they employ lobbyists and lawyers to postpone the new role until it's finally squashed. Hopefully that doesn't come about, but I know there's a lot of other companies, not just car companies, who would love to go back to business as usual if that were started. Perhaps this is just my cynical side coming out. It should be all right by now, after all. Car companies are dumping tons of money into electric, GM going so far as to request exclusions for other lagging companies. I mean, the whole EV revolution seems unstoppable in many ways, so maybe I shouldn't worry. In today's community comment found on YouTube, James Hoffman says, Love the pot shots at pathetic products. Mazda's microwave on wheels. So bad that its monthly sales are in the US or in the single digits. Well, James, I try not to be too far with my criticizing, but yeah, that doggone Mazda MX-30 is a joke. With just 100 miles of range, this car is just not competitive at all. The original Nissan Leaf from 2010 was advertising the same range, but now we're close to 13 years later and other old cars like the Chevy Bolt or the Hyundai Kona EV, which some people see as obsolete, they are still doing over double that 100-mile figure. The Bolt starts at $8,000 less or something, and the Kona is a little bit bigger, but it costs $1,500 over the Mazda for a huge range increase. That Mazda MX-30 is bland, boring, and with the suicide doors on the back, it looks like it's bending the term crossover so much that it could make Cook spaghetti snap. I don't know how, but maybe it was money laundering. The Mazda MX-30 sold eight of those in the month of July. And the last time we saw an unappealing compliance vehicle that brazen, it was in the year 2000 when Lee Iacocca made titles and VINs for electric bicycles that Chrysler dealerships sold to get out of the EV mandate. The MX-30 is not exactly that bad as an electric bicycle posing as a car, but I'd rather have a bike myself. Thanks for watching Quick Charge by Electrek. We also have an audio version on your favorite podcast player. I'm Mikey G.